RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Saturday Night Livestream. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. As always, it's a beautiful, sunny day down here in Florida. Thank you very much, everybody, showing up early, keeping the chat comfy, if, if you wouldn't mind. Please hit that like button on Rumble. It's just the easiest in the freest way that you can support the program. And if you're on the Foxhole, you hit that red pill. All right, guys. Tonight, my guest is Noel Frisch. He is the publisher of The National File. You might remember The National File as the only publication to actually publish the Ashley Biden diary. So that whole conversation wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Noel and his people. And then, of course, he also exposed Ralph Northam as a blackface-wearing Ku Klux Klansman. Remember that one? That's a good one, too. Anyways, Noel and I are going to be having a conversation tonight about uh, evaluating Kevin McCarthy and uh, the direction of the country. Noel was also largely behind the Speaker Trump movement, so you may have seen him here on the program before. Anyways, I'm happy to have him back. Always a good time when he's around. Please, you can check out his Twitter in the description of this video, and of course, the publication, National File Online. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and Noel and I will be right back after this. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live here, Saturday Night Live Stream. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and joining me tonight is the esteemed Noel Frisch. Noel, how are you tonight, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Zach. You guys are doing awesome. great. Uh, very, very pleased to have you back here once again. I, you've got... An incredible selection of reading material there behind you. Uh, very appropriate, very timely. Uh, so, Noel, uh, the last time we spoke, we were discussing the movement to get President Trump into the speaker position for uh, a bit of maneuvering. Now, clearly that didn't happen. And uh, since that time, I've heard mixed reviews from people in America, conservatives and members of the America First movement. How do you feel Kevin McCarthy has done as speaker? Right. So I think it was the 13th vote, 12th or 13th, where Matt Gates put him forward and he got sadly exactly zero. I'm going to go ahead and remind everybody it was zero. This is a zero sign uh, votes. And uh, it was it was sad. You know, you would have liked to have seen more people in the uh, Congress uh, vote for the guy for speaker because uh, you, you don't have to be in the U.S. House to be the speaker. Um Look, they, they, they caved Friday night late. There was a little bit of shenanigans. Uh, the guy with the toupee was going to punch Gates, and then Richard Hudson grabbed him from behind. There was it, was it was entertaining. I was up. I was eating. It was like midnight, 1230. My wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we got to watch this. We and were streaming it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So that was the best. That was like my Super Bowl. But I only got that. I haven't had that Super Bowl for six years because the last time we got to do a real speaker fight, sadly, thanks to or no thanks to Donald Trump. Um, and I like the guy, but uh, he let, allowed Kevin McCarthy to hide behind his skirt for six or seven years or whatever it was. And we used to do this every cycle. And Breitbart and I and for our pals around would go and whip votes in all the conservative states, Mississippi, Alabama, West Virginia, South Carolina, we North Carolina. We would have guys beaten on their elected reps. You might remember a guy called Mark Walker in North Carolina, one saying he's going to vote against Boehner, and his first vote was for Boehner. Where's Mark Walker right now? Like a three-time loser. He's a f- funny, weird preacher guy. Look, this. the reason we don't hear about this ever, and the reason the whole media went nuts over the entire speaker shenanigans uh snafu as they I mean, the crisis chaos right that was leading up to it november december nobody was talking about for except for national file for all of november and december finally all the inside the beltway uh losers where do we go are we back i'm here one second sadly sadly i don't know if you guys have audio i'll keep talking sadly all of the inside the beltway losers waited until january 3rd 4th to hop on my bandwagon I was talking to a bunch of them, you know, Bannon. I'm like, get on my page, get on my page. And they're like, ah, it'll never happen. We were frankly surprised. I think we got 13, 14 votes no to McCarthy on the first ballot. That was double what we thought we were going to get. We only needed five. We got double that or more than double that. And then Lauren Boebert thankfully came in. You know, we had Gates. There were all these guys not even in the Freedom Caucus coming in and making a bunch of noise. Uh, but we didn't get a lot of people that we should have had. Marjorie should have been on board and said she was down on her knees right in front of McCarthy's desk nonstop. Uh, a guy called, uh, I love the guy, but Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey was promised this weaponization chairmanship. You might remember from Tucker Carlson. You know, Thomas, you're going to get the weaponization chairmanship, right? Rug pull, Lucy in the football, Massey gets nada, bupkiss, zip, zilch. Okay. Every do, do you time- think that was payback? Was that payback? They were never going to make him the head of a committee. He's Thomas Massey. What yeah, is he yeah. thinking? Now he's endorsing Ron, Rhonda, Rhonda, Rhonda. I don't know what to, what to call the guy. He, he signed his first bill in Israel. I call him Rhonda Semite. Anyway, <laughs> um, can I say that? We're on Rumble, yeah, right? You can. We're on Rumble. Oh, that's funny. Well, before you continue there. Do you honestly believe that Ron DeSantis is seriously considering going up against the Teflon Don? I mean, because it's difficult for me to reconcile. As a, a Florida resident, you know, I see all of this kind of theater taking place in front of the cameras. I see them trading jabs. I see what Ron DeSantis and these various committees that support him are doing. I mean, they're setting out literature to other states. I mean, you don't do that unless you're going to get somebody on a ticket. But we just elected Ron DeSantis to a second term down here. I mean, I don't know a single Florida resident who voted for him who right now is saying this is a good idea. We want Ron DeSantis to go against the man who had the election stolen from him in 2020 and who we want back in 2024. Ron DeSantis is a young man. I've said this many times. He's younger than I am. Not by much, but just a little. And uh, he would be perfectly eligible to run for president in 2028. He would be the heir apparent if he waited until 2028. And he would have two years to take off and hang out with his family and, you know, and then get down to campaigning. He's got kids in cribs. Like, what are you doing? Come on. (laughs) Um, You know, look, the guy, first of all, the whole idea about like, oh, 2028, you'll have your chance. Okay, great. Most of the country right now is like, 
man, I got to choose between the peanut butter and the diapers and the light bill. That's most of the country right now. Correct. I mean, and, and then they're being replaced at the border. So and all of this stuff fits together. Zach, I know you know this. Uh, a lot of your viewers, I'm sure, know this. Look, everything that is happening now, you and I were talking, uh, you know, off air just before the show. It's a flood. It's a deluge. It mm-hmm. is intentional, this avalanche of information that they are firing into your eye holes and your ear holes and your phone holes every day. OK, and they 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 need you on your heels. They cannot have you uh, getting with your family and friends and 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 congregants at church and the, and the folks at school or wherever hopefully we're leaving the schools and uh and, and organizing they can't have you doing that and 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 all of these issues tie in with one one with another um ronda ronda San, ronda needs to go and just take a break okay uh he's he's funded by ken griffin he's funded citadel capital paul singer um, all of the, he, that's why he did his Puerto Rico deal. You can go to nationalfile.com and read about his yep. horrible Puerto Rico deal. Um, the guy, uh, was pushing for like statehood for Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, he, 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 and by the way, he didn't start doing anything halfway decent for Florida until about eight months ago. Okay. Cause he was sitting on his hands. Cause I know I used to do a whole bunch of gun rights advocacy work with, uh, in the Chris Corcoran and the, and the Koch brothers, the, 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 the Jack Jergoffs who were in charge of making sure nothing happened in Tallahassee. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're still in, by, by the way, and the party still run essentially by Marco Rubio. It's not Rhonda's party. It's not right. Rhonda's party at all. It's still, uh, and, and that's a really well-kept secret and kind of uh, nationally, people don't know that it's, it's still Marco Rubio's party because he runs all the federal bucks and the, the party system is not anything remotely resembling what our grassroots people think it is. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go join my county party and my state party and be a delegate and we're going to go to Tallahassee. No, that's not what it is. It's a top-down cash money hose laundering operation. Money cash hose laundering operation. And that's all they do is move big bucks. Some states can take unlimited donations. Some states can't. They take federal into the state. They move it into the other federal. Just go to FEC and look at it. It's a scam. You don't have a state party. It doesn't exist. It is Marco Rubio. The guy has been trying to co-opt that and work with it a little bit. Rhonda has. And that's been like a well-kept secret. Um, but like the guy, the guy needs to go take a break. And and and, and there, look, Don has problems too. He's Teflon Don. Uh, but he's got some issues too because he's, he's like hanging out with all of these homosexuals. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody's had an, if it's not clear by now, 20 years ago, like you would have been forgiven for making fun of, you know, the folks who said, well, it's a slippery slope. I don't think there's any argument right now that this whole slippery yeah. slope idea is like 100% fact, okay? And uh, uh, hopefully everybody- And Hill's got grease on it. Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you, you literally, the, the teachers tell you, like, I think the federal secretary of education, whatever his name is, is on Twitter today saying, give us your kids. Like, that's what he's saying on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, we're, so, so look, all of this stuff is, is being bombarded, you know, into your home and info and they want you to like cocoon. They want you to, to, to respond like this and just like, ah, oh, gosh, stop, please. I just want to play, you know, T-ball and soccer with my kids and like yeah. maybe get on the boat once in a while, go to the beach or whatever. And like, sure. that, like, that's what they want you to do. And, um, and forget about the rest. Uh, and it's really effective. It's really effective. And so, um, with, with the, with the pro wrestling thing in Florida, 
it's it's I think it's key that folks really pull out of all imagine hold on let's back up and look at this whole thing. There's guys on Twitter like uh Mark Levin right now, uh some of the guys on the Beck network. These are like the conservative powerhouses who are trying to tell us what's going on, right? These yeah. <laughs> these are guys just, they're supposed to have it all figured out, right? They're on there doing this thing where they're like defending Rhonda. Mm-hmm. And like imagine going like everything wrong in the world we have a border crisis that's like millions of like criminals raping kids and women and children and uh, dudes i'm sure coming across the border to yep. steal everybody's job and bo by the way like probably I, i'm just calling it we're gonna have some terror attacks okay yep. it's gonna happen okay and you're 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 to keep your cumulus or your salem contract <laughs> to make sure that you that's not at risk you're talking about, well, I can't believe how they're treating Rhonda on Twitter or Casey. I'm, how dare they talk bad about Rhonda's wife? <laughs> I, it's unbelievable to me, dude. I, yeah. look, you go. Because I could go on. <laughs> no, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. It's actually kind of shocking to me how many of those Con Inc. people seem to have turned uh, and are supporting Ron DeSantis before he's even announced a run. But, you know, at, he, at the, the one good thing that I say is happening as a result of this is as long as people are talking about Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump has the numbers, Ron doesn't, and they're getting worse every single day. Nobody's talking about Raj Vimaswamy or or Nikki Haley or anybody else who might. I don't think anybody else has even announced they're going to run. Chris Christie, Elder. it's going to be another Elder, uh, big blow up. Hindenburg, Ramalama Ding Dong. Okay, <laughs> we got uh, we got the guy, the radio guy, the the black radio guy from L.A. who I like, but he's oh Larry Elder. Oh, that's right, I forgot about him. <laughs> he, he won't marry his white girlfriend. I don't know why he won't make her an honest woman. Larry, marry your white girlfriend. Message, memo, do it. Make, Make her, her an honest lady. woman. Um, look, everything is designed to take everybody's eyes off the ball. So you, 10 yes. minutes ago, you asked me a question about <laughs> Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right? how easy it is. <laughs> so I just went around my my fat arse, okay, and my elbow to get to the arse, I guess, wherever we are now, to, uh, to explain why the heck all of that stuff doesn't matter. And the yeah. only thing that matters, okay, to your audience who are a, a, a very smart people, okay, because I, I know they, if they're listening to you, they are. Uh, the only thing that matters is the thing that they won't talk about. Okay, what is that? That's the debt ceiling. Yeah. That's the budget. And they won't talk about it. And they give lip service to it so that they can kind of say that they did. But that's not the feature. No Republican should vote for any budget that includes one thing that Joe Biden wants. Sure. That's how power works, my friend. You say no. F off. Wipe the curb. Whatever you say to them, like, get wrecked. Okay, get bent. Well, I don't care how they say it, but they're not going to do it. Jim Jordan won't do it. Marjorie won't do it. I'm not going to go way too far down this list. I'm going to start right there. Because those are the two people I who I feel. I'm going to say Scott Perry. Scott Perry, head of the Freedom Caucus. He bears responsibility here. He's in charge of the Freedom Caucus. Scott Perry. I know you're in a razor-thin swing district in Pennsylvania. You, you always talk about how brave you are. So which is it? Are you brave or are you a coward? Are you going to say no? Are you going to shut down the government? Let, what is our dollar worth anyway? 
Like, oh no, we might risk yeah. the full faith and credit of the United States government. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, it's already down the toilet. Right, we, we've already done that. Okay, we, we've forced Russia and China into bed together. We, we've we've created bricks basically by our own negligence and and our uh, foreign policy. And uh, you know, the, the dollar weakens every single day. And and by not by not standing strong on the debt ceiling, by not forcing government to cut, they're going to further erode the dollar. So whatever deal we make, whatever deal the Republicans in the House make, we're going to be back in this exact same position probably in six months. I mean, maybe even sooner than that because of how weak the dollar is now. Yep, that's right. And and, and the, the numbers are just staggering. And it, does it even matter? Like, does the, oh, no, there's going to be more debt. Like, OK, just print, where, just print me a trillion dollar coin, bro. Yes, there it is. Yes. Like, there you go. Done. I just handled it. Okay. Why? Like, they are full of horse excrement. They're just <laughs> full of it. All of them. Okay. Okay. There's a massive crisis at the border. We're sending $100 billion. We're getting ready to send Patriot missiles. We're getting ready to send F-16s. We're getting ready to send trainers and fire fighter pilots to train Ukraine so we can go to World War Three. For what? And if you go Google the Ukraine war, and if you go look at National File, like literally, like most of KGB decamped out of, okay, the USSR and went to the EU, like to a person, specific individuals. We're not saying like in general, okay, specific individuals left the USSR and went to the EU, went to the UN, went to uh, NATO, okay, and they have been prosecuting. Uh, because uh, the U.S. installed Boris, okay, the 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 wind down of Sovietism inside of Russia uh, was it was a U.S. op. Boris was just our drunk puppet that we put there. Okay, right, I don't know how right. much of that you've covered. You your your guys are probably familiar with that. Yes, um, I, I, I I was paying attention at the time. It was like contemporaneous as a young man. Yeah. So 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 he was just our drunk puppet. He was yeah. like, and, and and everybody we we were convinced like. Literally, think about how bad they mind effed America. Think about this for a second. Step back. And and literally, the, we, we were told that we won the Cold War because now in Russia, you can eat Big Mac. This yeah. is we won the Cold War. You can eat Big Mac and Levi's and Coca-Cola. You can swill sugar water and eat and get fat and die in Russia now. And we won the Cold War. And, and, and we bought it. Yeah. Actually, our people bought it. We bought we, we we bought that. Now, they just moved everybody into Europe. Actually, makes the 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 winning of the Cold War was an expansion of Soviet Russia into the, all of the rest of Europe. I yep. think it's very obvious now. Okay, uh, this history will be rewritten. Okay, um, obviously that history that we were taught was wrong, right? Right, and so now we're dealing with the fallout of this. If, if on every level, okay, because China. By the way, the CCP, it used to be the uh, the Soviet Party, China. That's what it was founded as first. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what it was. And so and it's by the way, it's the same international Bolsheviks who founded it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so here we are and they own Silicon Valley. Kevin McCarthy hires Chinese operatives to run his California party to send all of our all of our intel out of Silicon Valley into Beijing. Okay. And now we have this military industrial complex and it all goes to Tel Aviv and it goes straight to Beijing. OK, so we literally in the United States now at this point, we are 
essentially an insurance company. We're one big insurance company. And not and then we're one other thing. We are a mercenary army to back up all of those international investments. True. That's all we yeah. are. We're a, we're, we're a, essentially a bank and insurance company and, and, and a mercenary army. That's what this country is at, at present. You know, so you know what? Have to keep it going. It's just it's so striking to me that I mean, this stuff seems to be just so obvious. It's just self-evident. You know, we're not going to be able to continue to have any meaningful role on the world stage if they allow the United States to collapse. So don't they have some level of self-preservation? Are they just that short-sighted? They're interested in in power at this very moment. They they can't think about what's coming next week or next month. That's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, uh, here we are getting into sort of like prognostication and metaphysics yeah. of the future of like what does what is the Chinese, uh, Israeli, uh, uh, EU administrative state look like with mm-hmm. us as sort of like a bilateral counterbalance? Yeah. Um, Tough question. I and not not as good as the last 50, 60 years I've looked. <laughs> you gotta think it's gonna look different, you know, because Walmart and Intel and and uh, uh, Microsoft and Gates and uh, that's who runs the country. Amazon. Uh, Amazon just put in a hundred acre. They're, they're partnering with um, what's it called? A Habitat for Humanity right around the corner from me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like in a top five conservative county in my state. And here's like Bezos's wife coming in with an Amazon, like literal man camp for laborers. I'm like, what does laborers mean? Yeah. I look, uh, we, we got to put this thing in fast rewind. And the only way to do it is by grabbing that gavel. That's why, you know, five months ago, that whole speaker fight mattered. Uh, we Were we going to get Trump? We were never going to get Trump. Uh, that wasn't going to happen. We The House hates Trump, by the way. Everybody in the mm-hmm. U.S. House like basically hates Trump, probably with the exception of uh, Matt Gates. I actually think Marjorie Taylor Greene hates Trump because she, she won't endorse Trump. She's like riding the fence between Trump. Marjorie, who you got? Trump or Rhonda? Pick one. We don't what, know. What 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 do you think? What do you think happened to to MTG? Because she, like I mean, you said it. You know, she was kneeling at Kevin McCarthy's desk. I mean, there was some furtive glances between the two of them during that whole speaker fight, and she really quickly seemed to backtrack and you know change her loyalties. Is it is it just that? She was sick and tired of sitting on the sidelines. I mean, did Kevin McCarthy uh, offer her a, a seat at the table and she decided to take it? So I started getting calls from people uh, who I'm not going to name right specifically, but um, there were a lot of conservatives in the House who had been essentially blacklisted from Fox News. Mm-hmm. And as you know, you're not mainstream Republican accepted unless you're on TV on Fox News. And now, all of a sudden, you might have noticed these last couple of months, Marjorie's getting a lot of Fox News TV time. That yeah. never happened prior to January of 2023. That is what she sold her soul for. I know that for a fact. I can wow. tell you that right now. Um, what else was involved? Were there any? Was what was the quid pro quo? Other than was there more than just supporting Kevin for Speaker? Probably. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I know. I actually know a lot about Marjorie's office. I, I have known a lot of people involved with her for uh, going back way before she was in the Congress. Um, and I'm not going to go into uh, the specifics of the individuals. Uh, they know who they are. They are slurping Kevin McCarthy every day, including right now on Twitter. Uh, it's really disgusting. It's it's absolutely these are people who are like Ron Paul type people. And here I have oh, wow. I got my Ron Paul revolution thing, you know. 
This is who I am. I'm, I'm a Ron Pauler. Um, yeah, me too. <clears throat> these are Ron Paul people. And uh, they got involved with Ron Paul. And here they are slurping up to Kevin. I don't know what they think they're on about. The guy is literally run by Israeli and Chinese operatives. <laughs> like That's who runs Kevin. Okay. Um, he's not loyal to uh, Donald Trump, even though he pretends to be for the cameras. Um, that's just not the case at all. And, uh, and Mar- Marjorie was toast basically as soon as she got there. She was, it was, I had an incident. I can tell you about this uh, personally okay. with her. Um, we, her first CPAC after having joined the Congress in the 117th, she is going to CPAC. She's maybe going to be on a panel, maybe going to be on stage. I can't remember which, uh, but Matt uh, Schlappenpummel decided that she didn't, he didn't want to have, uh, I don't, that's a good question. Is he a he or a she? Didn't want to have Marjorie <laughs> on the stage, decides to kank Marge. Okay. And that's, that was kind of crazy to a lot of the conservatives who, you know, she just won. People were still like, yeah, right, 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 right Marge and everything. And yeah. so we're like, hey, let's go beat up Matt. So we go beat up Matt because Matt Schlapp's a fun pinata. And so we're like, and like CPACs hated us for ages. They'll never, They'll never give us like passes even like we can't even get in to CPAC. But but he lets the salon in and he lets, you know, all the you know, there's a who's who of liberal, you know, uh, bunghole bangers that he lets in, but not us. And so so we do the hit. I'm coming back. I, I, I land I'm driving from, you know, whatever the airport to my house that like Sunday or whatever day it was or Monday. And I get a call from one of our staffers and the staffer says to me. Well, the congressman doesn't like that headline. And I know this person for like a decade. I'm like, uh, hey, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> like, uh, I don't care. Like, you know how. And he knows how this works, this person. And he, we're, look, you have personnel is policy. And if you're not on the inside of an office fostering a healthy sense of tension with your boss to do the right thing, then it's so, it's over. If If all the boss has is a bunch of bunghole lickers, okay, who are there to lap up their crap, whatever they happen to crap out that day. Yeah. Okay. It's over. It's over. Because they, they, they're toast. They're compromised. Game over. The lobbyists won. It's over. That was March the 3rd of 2021, Zach. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck. This is, she's over. I was like, I knew wow. it right then and there. I knew it. She was over. We try to be nice or whatever. I saw her in April at Mar-a-Lago. That was bull. In her horrible voice. Her voice is unlistenable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Perry's, I don't know, but I'm not going to besmirch Perry. I've met Perry. I know Perry like a little bit, and I, I'm not going to besmirch him. However, I think he probably, let's just say he got a little, a little bit of a mercy from, from the Lord on high in having <laughs> exited that little uh, uh, scenario that he was in with uh, Mrs. March. So her voice is unlistenable. And she was, and I'm, I'm like at the second table with like, with, and Trump's like, right. And I'm like, you are trailer trash. That's what I'm thinking to myself. I didn't say that to her. I was like, Matt, Matt was a dick. So we hit him. Sorry. That's yeah. what I said to her. And I'm like, we're not, you know, we're going to keep on hitting Matt. That's, I think I said that to her too. And we are, and we did. And weren't we right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Okay. So, 
So you don't think there's any help? There's there's nothing useful Marge can do for us. I mean, she's just no, announced think. articles of impeachment against uh, like you know everybody of significance in the Biden regime. I, I I understand it's largely symbolic, but I mean, don't you think getting this stuff on the record and perhaps uh, besmirching their legacy does something? Okay, um, I would say that for Biden it matters. For Ray and for the other guys, it probably doesn't matter. Nobody knows who Ray is. OK, nobody knows who Mayorkas is. That's what I mean. They started talking about we're going to impeach Mayorkas like in October, September, October, yep. November. What a joke. What a joke. Now, like, who? Come on. OK, Biden. It, that, even that's a joke. But I'll I, look. Give me a roll call vote in the Senate on which. Twinkle toe Republicans want to keep Joe Biden as president. Give me that vote. I'll, that's the only reason to go through any of this. But they won't even say that. Like they know that's how this works. They know. I I know for a fact Marjorie knows that's how this works. Okay. All of them know how that. Jim Jordan knows. The the roll call vote is the only thing that matters. Because okay? mm-hmm. they spend their lives every day doing what? Avoiding roll call votes. And that's Kevin's job. Kevin's in charge of the calendar. Kevin's in charge of the agenda. Kevin's in charge of which bills come out of rules. Now we got a couple good rules changes because we beat this smack out of them for five days in January. Okay. And we got, so we got a nice rules committee, but the rules committee doesn't matter if the freedom caucus uh, guys aren't going to, aren't going to use it to, to move stuff. It's so true. We, it's if, true. If, let, they, they need to, the freedom caucus, see that our problem right now, and I hate to say this, but it is the freedom caucus. There's about, there's a split in the freedom caucus. Well, okay. hold, hold that thought, Noel. We, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show, but we'll get to uh, the rest of that on the other side. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Welcome back. And Noel, please, you were just about to tell us about the split in the Freedom Caucus. Right. So uh, this has happened before. It's not news. Um, You have the RSC split in back in 2013, 2014. Um, And the RSC, I worked on the Hill and I had to get out because nothing happens there. Boehner had an iron grip on it. I left. I've spent the last decade ever since I worked on the Hill, just banging on these guys from the outside, uh, trying to move the Overton window the right direction. And um, there, these what happens is they get too many people in these groups. And, and I've talked to the staff at the uh, Freedom Caucus, and they say, and this is Jim Jordan's staff. Jim Jordan's staff will tell you, and they're silly little girls in general, and they'll just say, we want as many members as we can get. Yay. And I'm like, hon, you don't understand how this works. We got a five-seat majority. I don't need 40 or 50 or 60 members of the Freedom Caucus. I need like 14, 17. That's all I need. But there's 40 roughly or whatever the number is. And that bottom half of the Freedom Caucus is there on behalf of Kevin. That's who they're there for. This is not... To intercede and stop anything real from taking place and maybe get some of that street cred? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They get to say they're on the Freedom Caucus. Okay, just go look at who the Freedom Caucus endorsed last cycle. It is a who's who's list of booger eaters you've never heard of. (laughs) Okay, the bottom down, like it's like 20 booger eaters, like just the worst people. They endorsed a guy in Pennsylvania 8 called uh, Bognet, Jim Bognet, Jim Bognet, Jim Bognet used to be a staffer for Romney. Used to be a st- like the campaign manager for David Dewhurst, who's a total commie in the Republican Party in Texas. Back in he ran against Cruz. Okay, okay. David Dewhurst was horrible. 
And this guy had the endorsement. This is the Freedom Caucus endorsed candidate. Had the endorsement of Liz Cheney. Okay. That's who this guy is. And the Freedom Caucus. I can't make that up. This guy. No. I mean. Uh, so, so I mean, I knew where it was going before the Liz Cheney thing happened because I knew Dewhurst and obviously I knew Romney. Right. Yeah. But the, here comes Liz Cheney and she this video. You got to vote for Jim Bognett. Well, here comes Jim Jordan and Scott Perry in the Freedom Caucus rallying to the cause. And then who, who does Fox News have on TV, on Twitter? Go on TV right now. Literally the witch lady that Liz Cheney handpicked to replace herself because she knew she basically had to leave. I don't know if Liz is going to get into this presidential fight or not. Um, I, you know, I hope not, obviously, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Those 30, 40, 50% of the establishment votes are going to go that way. Probably it's only 30 at this point. I don't think anybody is really jazzed up about a Jeb Bush type candidate at this point. Right? No, not Um, at all. So back to the freedom caucus. Uh, I mean, this is part of the theater that like Fox news helps to basically, you know, push along this. Nobody's ever heard of James Comer. Well, here's James Comer. Hey guys. He's a talking penis. Look at this guy, and 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 now he's the he's the famous guy on Fox News. It's like where did like whose idea was it to cast the talking phallus, okay, from Kentucky, for Fox News? Uh, do you know right. Do you know what he had to do to get that that spot that chairmanship? Something uncomfortable with the turtle the turtle face cuck guy who's comatose. I I, I almost feel bad for Mitch McConnell. Oh almost God! Like, I, you know like, I I feel. I feel bad for Mitch McConnell in the same way that I feel bad for Joe Biden or for Dianne Feinstein. I mean, it's more of a kind of, I, I don't know, a pity more than anything else, because it's very yeah. clear these people are way past their expiration date. And Dianne Feinstein, I mean, there's another example. I mean, the Democrats, you know, President Trump said that Mexico was not sending their best. The Democrats are not sending their best either. I mean, how many stroke victims do we have in Congress right now? It's really bad. It's weekend. It's like weekend. Multiple like Senate and House offices are like weekend at Bernie's time for the Democrats. Exactly. Party, like including the White House. Uh, it's just it's it's really sad. It's, it is. The word is pity. They yep. did this to us in 2014. I was the communications director. I don't know how long you've been tracking this stuff, but 2014 in Mississippi. They ran the Biden play on us. The yep. incoming Senate appropriations chair. His name was Thad Cochran. He had been okay. in the House forever. I can tell you a lot of stories about Thad Cochran and some other stuff another time. It would take a long time to explain literally how homosexual the Republican Party is. But Thad Cochran figures in the center of that. That's another story for another time. But so here he is. He's this 40 year, 42 year incumbent, 77 year old man, doddering, doddering, totally late onset dementia slash Alzheimer's. Mm. And his wife is also dying in, uh, of Alzheimer's in a thing. And he's got a girlfriend somewhere else. And uh, and they knew all this, of course, literally never hit the campaign trail one time the entire campaign. OK, oh, wow. You're talking an eight, nine, 10 month campaign from like October to June. OK. And uh, our, my, my candidate, Chris McDaniel, who should be in the United States Senate right now, if unless the Republicans didn't steal this election from him, um, uh, beat Thad Cochran. But he was like point four votes shy uh, 0.4% shy of 50% plus one vote. And uh, then we had to go to a runoff and then they put the guy on stage for like a couple of uh, campaign appearances. But prior to that, they, it was weekend at Bernie's sat the guy, the guy was, he was going to be just the Senate approach chair and his staff, of course, was just going to write all the Senate approach. He had no, mm-hmm. idea. he didn't even know where he was. 
Okay. Wow. The guy, the guy talked about, uh, it's on the internet. You can go say, <laughs> Google it up. Thad Cochran, um, uh, uh, talks about openly. He says he got basically kicked out of South. I hadn't been to Southern Mississippi in a long time. And it was cause and what he said next, which was, we used to go out in the woods and do all kinds of indecent things with animals. That's oh my gosh. Right no, Colbert. Oh, Stephen oh, Colbert oh. did a segment about it. Or Jimmy Kimmel oh. won. Either Colbert or, or Kimmel. One of them did a segment about it. This was like, we were on Time. We were on uh, New York Times. We were on Newsweek. We were like, literally, it was a big time national story. And um, and Thad Cochran's talking about doing indecent things with animals. And, uh, and this guy was out of his gourd. And they, they ran this play on us in Mississippi uh, for the Senate. The, now, think about this. The Senate approach chair, which is in charge of a five, now five trillion dollar budget. Then it was three point seven trillion dollars. I think three point five, three point four, three point seven, somewhere in there. Trillion dollars. That Senate seat only cost uh, Haley Barber. And uh, by the way, like Reed Hoffman, um, all the worst guys got involved. Uh Facebook got involved. Okay. All of the big boys came in heavy uh, at a half mil at a mil, but they, the, the total haul was about $10 million. It was only $10 million to buy in Mississippi, the Senate appropriations chair. Not bad. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, there was all kinds, <laughs> there's all kinds of reporting on this. Uh, Senator Thad Cochran provided his latest <laughs> head-scratching comment in public. This time joking, he engaged in illicit activities with animals as a child. I, uh, not making man, I, up, guy. <laughs> no, it's so true. Hang on. I, 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 I do want to see if we can get the video clip. There's a lot of articles, but all of the videos seem to have been removed. There's um, a Kimmel. Somewhere there's a Kimmel segment. I think it's Kimmel, but it might be Colbert. It's, it's one of the two. I, I, I didn't even know Kimmel. I was in I was in like, you know, basically k- kill Thad Cochran mode for three days. And uh, and, 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 and 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 I got the most press on anything I've ever gotten with that thing. There, there was a, some a pack did an ad and they're like, you in Mississippi, you got caught a vote. No on Thad Cochran, Thad Cochran and animals don't mix. And there's a goat that goes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh there's, there's a picture of a goat right <laughs> yeah i'm not making this up oh my gosh i mean this is gold uh, i <laughs> there's a it's picture real. of him with the sheep oh young fat cock <laughs> oh that's, it was a twitter account it's been suspended oh man i'll find some links and i'll send them to you Look, there, there, there's a long story about um, that I learned from relatives of Thad because Thad is like a cousin of Trent Lott, and Trent Lott was closely tied in to the party going back as the Republican Party, Democrat Party was switching to a Republican Party uh, in the South from the 70s and, and into the 80s. A lot of people don't remember, like you know, like the legislatures in Mississippi, in South Carolina, and Alabama, they were Democrat legislatures until they like, were. literally Barack Obama, you know. So uh, there's a lot of weird history there, like with people, these weird, disgusting people just kind of like clamoring to power. Uh, There's a lot of weird history involved in all that. Uh, Obviously, going back even further to like LBJ, 
And I don't know how sure. much of that you guys have talked about either, but that's obviously yeah. LBJ is obviously a psychopathic criminal, right? Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've done a number of shows on uh, obviously the Kennedy assassination, and LBJ always comes up in you know his his twisted life. Um, real quick, I need to say thank you to Low Country Brooklyn over here on the Rumble. She says, major shout out to our guest for calling it. We dead ass do have commies in the party. Thank you for saying it so bluntly. Finally, uh, Brooklyn is involved in the uh, 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 local politics there in North Carolina. And so she's run into uh, quite a bit. Actually, uh, uh, I should put you guys in touch uh, because uh, you might be able to assist her in getting together with some people who, uh, you know, could actually be interested in making a change. There we go. We have we have fun down here in North Carolina. There's um, we got Mark Robinson running for governor. I think he should have run for Senate. Mm. I'm not I'm not going to get into our conversations, but I wish he would have run for Senate. And that's all I'll say on that, because uh, the party really, truly is run by the federal party. Like, it's not a state party. So, yeah. Um, and then she also says, uh, yo, son, I know I had no clue who you were until just now tonight o'clock. But you're so GD funny. You'll be marriage material even after you're dead. Uh, I'm sure his <laughs> wife appreciates it. <laughs> Somebody ought to let my wife know that, like, you know, I'm, I'm a commodity. Please. What do we got to do? <laughs> oh, uh, and then also I need to say thank you to my my lovely mother for dropping a donation over on uh, Kofi, which is the new donation platform since Media Matters got me deleted from Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, she said, your dedication to truth and clarity benefits us all, including your mom. Thank you very much, mom. I appreciate that. And then uh, over on the foxhole, Doug Simey dropped a cookie. Good Dog 445 dropped a phone. Porpoiseful also dropped a cookie. Just Duckies as well. And then Sean Joe uh, in addition to that. So thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the direct sponsorships from you individually. Anytime you donate, obviously, it allows me to stay on the air just a few minutes longer. Um, so, uh, Noel, we have about 50. 15 minutes left before we're going to call it a night. Um, you know, I, I think we're on the same page. Uh, you know, all of us are, are looking at the situation currently taking place in America right now. And we're just wondering, you know, how much worse it can possibly get. So the real question, I think what's most important is what can we as citizens do to try to stem the flow of blood? That's right. That's the whole point. Right. So uh, and I've been alluding to it, you know, over these last, uh, you know, 45 minutes of shenanigans. Um, so, number one, what's getting ready to happen to us? You have to understand the psyops. They're, like all of the media psyops you every day. You've yeah. got to understand that number one, and to cut through the noise, um, <clears throat> including with the presidential election. You're going to be told this is the most important presidential election ever. It's really tempting with Joe Biden in office to believe that, <laughs> uh, and at the same time, I got to say. And I'm no fan of Rhonda. I'm not a fan of Rhonda. But Donald Trump pushed Operation Warp Speed on us. Warp Speed killed who knows how many people. He pushed remdesivir. Uh, Little known fact. Back in February of 2022, I think. Might have been 2021 even now. Um, uh, No, 2022. Uh, Susie Wiles goes in at Mercury Public Affairs. On the same press release. At Mercury Republic, she's like a managing partner. One of the biggest Death Star, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton uh, lobby firms on the planet in, in Washington, D.C. It's really under the radar. You've never probably heard of it. Okay, not Mercury, Glenn Beck, Mercury Republic Affairs in Washington, right. D.C. 
uh, on the same press release is the top federal lobbyist uh, from Pfizer that comes now into Mercury Public Affairs. Um, and then Pfizer, of course, shoots up. Moderna was bankrupt. Moderna shoots up to the top of all of the pharma companies in terms of uh, revenue and size and and, and market share. Um, this is where we are going right now is a corporate syndicate run world, one world government. That's where we're mm-hmm. headed. Uh, yeah. We have nobody. Nobody has talked about breaking up Ma Bell in 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Talks about Monopolies are just the order of the day now. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had to watch Idiocracy again because it had been, you know, 15 or 20 years. Um, and I, and once I, a year, and I, I watch it once a year to keep it fresh in my mind. It, it's it's incredible how how, uh, how how psychic Mike Judge appears when you look back at it. A, a pal of mine who watched it back when it came out told me he was really annoyed when it came out because we were still in like, you know, America, cuff, yeah, <laughs> suck my balls and lick them. You know, we were yeah, in that yeah. mode. We, yeah. Everybody was still in that. And, and, and I was kind of annoyed by it. I remembered. I remember having that response to it, too. Um, and, and at the same time, I was always also like, there's, there's some truth to this. And now, of course, you know, whatever, 15 years later ish, almost 20 years later, we're like, well, uh, damned if that wasn't spot on. I'd love to have a beer with Mike Judd, right? I don't yeah, know the guy, absolutely. but I know a few yeah. people who do. And, uh, um, that's where we're going. We're literally headed to like, you know, people of Walmart, <laughs> the meme from the internet from like a decade ago is like literally the whole world. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I, as a Christian, um, I, you know, I, um, I, I can't go down the eugenics path, okay? Because that's mm-hmm. literally what these commies are doing to themselves. They're yeah. literally like, you know, getting their tubes tied to like, you know, protest Roe v. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, the irony of that is just unbelievable. Your solution to this is eugenics. Um, <laughs> so uh, there, here we are. Um, the, in order to cut through all the noise, in order to beat back the corporate syndicate and and that's what it's it, it, and by the way corporate syndicalism for my alt-right based friends corporate syndicalism is fascism dudes absolutely that's what i was it's gonna just say fascism and that's yeah. not good and 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 it's just not good um as much as they might like to romanticize some certain things that i'm not going to talk about like order is order good absolutely have we had high levels of order on this continent in the last hundred years yet? Yeah. Well, not, not recently. But yes, yeah. we have. I, I, by the way, get ready, get ready for your airline travel to suck over the next four months. It's going to be mm-hmm. horrendous because of what they've done. They, all the pilots quit. They don't have pilots. I, I, I don't know how they don't have pilots because there's not even any flights. Like how many pilots had to have quit? Like what's going on? Uh, Okay. Well, I mean, uh, did they quit or are they did they, were they forced Fire, to retire yeah. because they're too sick from the jab? Well, no, before you continue, no, let me let me just challenge you on one thing because I, I agree with you. I think that Operation Warp Speed and the jab, that's the one chink in President Trump's armor because I keep yep. people always repeat it, you know. But yep. What people often forget is that although President Trump, uh, you know, initiated Operation Warp Speed, it wasn't Operation Only Vax. You know, I mean, like he he it was it was supposed to be about therapeutics and a, a variety of other things. But the press and the left, they latched they latched onto that vaccine because that's what. They wanted. That's what they told us. You know, we have to have this. Otherwise, we're never going to open up again. So totally agree. yeah, was, yeah, totally okay. agree. Uh, yeah. He, 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 and he was lied to. 
Okay, Navarro, exactly. He's not. He's God not a Navarro. virologist. Yeah, he. You know, he's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. We knew at the time. I, I, I was watching this thing, and, yeah. and then there's some articles that were written on. Like, I remember it was like you had you had St. Patty's Day. I got to watch my uh my my video that I watch every St. Patty's Day from down in, in Mobile, Alabama, where they have the leprechaun in the tree. I watched that, and then a day later, the article hit from uh, uh MIT Tech Review and New York Times, and it was both of the headlines were, and I'll send them to you were something along the lines of COVID's going to be here for 18 to 24 months. And I'm like, oh my yep. gosh, because it takes New York Times and it takes MIT Tech Review, for the people who don't know how media works, I'm here to tell you, I've worked with them and I know, those articles took eight weeks to write because they have to run them through all their legal, they got to run them through all kinds of fact checkers. These reporters are slow and lazy. They don't work. These reporters like don't bang out re- reports like my guys do here at National File. Uh, that's just how that stuff works. This thing was a plan. They 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 hoisted you know Trump on his. They said nice economy you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Right. Okay. And, and, and by the way, you're up for re-election. What are you gonna do? You got to look like you're doing something. Bannon was all kinds of twisted on it. Shut everything down. E- yep. Even Tucker was like, you got to take it really seriously. He walked a little finer line than Bannon did. Bannon was kind of, and I know Steve. He, he well, he named the show after it. <laughs> yeah. No. He did, and then he switched it right because twenty twenty or after yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. No, that's right. Uh, so, so I mean, how, how do you f- fix all this? I gotta say, there's going to be a lot of noise coming here to telling us that you know Trump's. Hey, we're going to have the, the Q things coming back. I'm just going to say it. Q's mm-hmm. coming back. Okay. Unsealed. There's sealed indictments. There's white hats. There's arrests. Hillary Clinton's at Gitmo. Eric Holder's dead. Uh, I mean, they're they're gonna say all, all this is coming back, okay? Donald, and I'm here to tell you, okay, we know we know Donald Trump is not a transformational figure yet. I I pray to God that Donald Trump becomes a transformational figure. I would love nothing more than to see Donald Trump put on a military uniform and like just basically say like, hey, this is how it's gonna be, this right? Is how, right? Okay, we 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 needed military tribunals in late 2020. <laughs> Okay, I agree. That's when we that's when we needed them, um, and we need military. The, 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 there's mass murder. This is mass murder. They mm-hmm. there were people walking in and get, then getting put on vents and killed by the vent. Yep. Yeah. And on the remdesivir, and 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 the and the bad care. Uh, the the way to fix this is by not settling for the Q thing. Donald, you cannot say Donald's going to save us. Donald has to prove to us that he's going to save us, and before that even happens. If it happens, and it may not, I, I this is, might sound crazy. I actually think Biden, we can have Bernie's Biden, can beat Donald Trump again because we haven't fixed any of the elections in any of the states. Certainly. That's yeah. the reality. What, what about what's taking place in Arizona right now? Uh, I mean, because it, it, you know, Carrie Lake's team, I feel like they've done a, a spectacular job. I mean, they've essentially proven that those signatures were not matched. It's not just that the person didn't bother to check, but oftentimes, like, they just weren't even the same damn name. So, I mean, how can you trust all those votes? Uh, uh, the margin of victory was so slim. So we There's have no the opportunity to, to, bring, to, bring Katie, or to bring Carrie Lake in and Abe Hamaday at the exact same time. Yeah, I've, ta- I've talked to those guys. It would, be, it would be it would be great. Look, look. Here's the thing with all of that election chase. We're, how long? We're, it's almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. It's almost two. I mean, we're talking about how long ago was that stuff? It's so long. It feels it's like so long ago. I know it's 2022, it, yeah. but it's going to be 
look, and, and same thing with the congressional hearings. Our, your friend and my friend, Ivan, and everybody in the, the weaponization thing. Okay, Jim Jordan right now is telling us, well, we're going to get that non-voting member from the Virgin Islands who's a Democrat, and she's, we don't like her. We're going to get her kicked off a committee. That's your solution is to kick off a non-voting member of the committee? Uh, like, are you kidding me? Here's what's happening, dude. You have a pass ball at first base. That's the election loss. And then you have a bunch. I have kids, so I'm going to use this analogy. Bear with me. There's there's a there's a seven year old who's fat and can't throw a baseball running to the fence, catching the ball. OK, and he's running to second now. But the, the runner is already a rounding second. And he's the, but the, the, the first baseman is now running to second and they're just going to chase him. And so that's what we're doing. That's what the congressional hearings are. We're running around the bases <clears throat> and, and, and we're two years too late. 2020 was is almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2022 is over that. And the Democrats know this. And 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 we will not put our nuts on the table and say, sorry, people are going to jail. Sorry, we're calling in the National Guard. Like, dude, I, I live near Fort Bragg. Guys here on teams of less than like 100 run nationwide elections in like Iraq and wherever else with ink on the finger. Why can't we do that? Right. Yeah. Come on. Let's do it's, it. It's elementary. I mean, it, <clears throat> that's truly the only way that we can be uh, assured that our elections are are not rigged. I mean, that things are, are free and fair and, and, you know, we can take a look at the results and it'll be very easy to count them as well. Um, the OK, Congress, so- the Congress is participating in this fraud. The Freedom Caucus is participating in this fraud, taking everybody's eyes off the ball, making them think that these congressional hearings matter. They don't matter. And, and, and Kevin McCarthy has to shut down the government and start doing he has to use the power that he has with the gavel. If he doesn't do it, it's all fake. Okay, He's so so is it, you know just speaking from you know my perspective and my audience perspective, I think that everybody here is ready to to be activated. I mean, uh, many people that are watching are doing everything that they can in their spare time to get involved locally. I think that that's at a bare minimum what we should be doing. But do you have any specific action items? Yeah. I mean, should we vacate, be calling vacate uh, the chair? Vacate, vacate the chair. The chair. Vacate. Okay, it's 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 time. Look, if if okay. You might remember from your civics class, your audience, the House is in charge of the purse strings. Yes. Why would the U.S. House ever fund a budget of five trillion dollars that includes even one thing that Joe Biden wants? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Shouldn't. It's all of it. And, it, and if and if you include one thing that Joe Biden wants in the budget, Kevin has to go. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's look, look, what you allow will continue. We are allowing this. Mm-hmm. We are allowing this because we believe that Marge is a good lady. And we believe that the Freedom Caucus are out there fighting for us. Look, if they won't hold Kevin to account and say, hey, dude, you got to do this or you're gone. Are you kidding me? We got like, look at the at the border. There's a massive mm-hmm. crisis at the border and we can't fund a five billion dollar wall. Yeah. I mean, the parts are sitting there. All, all they got to do is just get some Army Corps of Engineers. Just put it in. They don't That's want it. to. And by the way, the Freedom Caucus, half the bottom half of the Freedom Caucus doesn't want to either. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. All right. So it looks a little bleak, but you, you say vacate the chair. Do we have to speak to our, our, our representatives and suggest this to them? Yeah, we, you have to. So it's times now. The budget's happening right now. Um, yeah. You have... The, about uh, two or three weeks ago, the, the Republicans were patting themselves on the ass saying, like, we forced Joe Biden to the table. That was their talking point that they, they send out emails every morning. Nothing we happened to the table. 
Just go yeah. look at Twitter three weeks ago. We forced yeah. him to the table. It's like, okay, now what? <laughs> so mm-hmm. you see at the table, yeah. what are you, you going to get him to give you? Like, does he, does he yeah. want the country open or not? All you got to do, look, if Kevin is at a table with Joe, see, this is why Kevin doesn't want to have a, ta- uh, a sit down with Joe. And the media doesn't want Kevin to have a sit down with Joe either. And if you go on Twitter today, Twitter says, well, Kevin says they're going well, but not well enough. And maybe they need to go better. It's all this elaborate dance to basically avoid a sit down. Because what mm-hmm. happens in a sit down? Kevin says, if as he should, Joe, build the border wall, shut the border down, which he doesn't want to say. Mm-hmm. And everybody should demand that he say that, right? And 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 Joe says, what's he going to say? What's his response to Kevin saying to Joe? Well, I guess I would do that. Don't send the Customs and Border Patrol to process the incoming illegals. Mm-hmm. Don't send you know ICE to like. Send everybody on boats and train. By the way, DeSantis sending and Abbott sending like that's a federal crime. You're aiding and abetting like they're calling them uh, uh, refugees. They're not refugees. They're illegal immigrants. Like that's a federal crime. There's like 10 or 20 years of federal uh, bunghole pounding prison for that. You, you, you don't think that since because I mean, they've already set foot inside the United States, though. Uh, I mean, isn't it a, a federal issue that these people should be rounded up and, and, and arrested? I mean, shouldn't ICE be doing this if the if the if the if the uh, agencies of the federal government are going to abdicate their authority and just say we're not going to touch it? You know, what else? Uh, what other choices do these guys have? So, so there, there's a federal code 387 G. Um, all the sheriffs can do it. And the, and the feds are required to participate if the if the sheriff and the county and county commission decide that they want to exercise 387G and and uh, it's called a detainer and they they put them in jail until they're deported. Like mm-hmm. uh, my, one, an old client of mine, Corey Stewart in Virginia, caught all kinds of hell for being the only guy. And he was in northern Virginia, Prince William County, which is right next to Fairfax okay, in northern Virginia, the biggest county in Virginia, actually, they like had five, six hundred thousand people. And he's doing running this uh, uh, 287G program and uh, deporting all kinds of MS-13, you know, criminals. Nice. And uh, look, there's there has to be political will to get this stuff done. Everything Mm -hmm. else you hear is noise. If you're not pushing for motion to vacate the chair, it's noise. If Kevin's not pushing to fund the budget on penalty and threat of shutting down the government, it's noise. Everything else is noise, including Donald Trump versus Rhonda, including anything else you might see on Twitter. Everything else is noise. Trannies on beer cans, the whole thing. <clears throat> it's all uh, noise. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I uh, need to say thank you to Social Observer, who says, uh, if you read the actual Operation Warp Speed doc, it says it must be safe and effective. So now Big Pharma isn't immune from lawsuits. I- I've actually heard that a-, a number of times, and it makes total sense. Uh, I was supposed to be safe and effective, obviously. You know, President Trump wasn't going to write an executive order uh, for them to create a poison which would just viciously tear through the American population. Uh, so now that it has, and it's become quite quite obvious. I mean, there are legal challenges going on, but taking it from that perspective, I haven't heard anyone specifically go that way, but it's a good idea. The, uh, Stu Peters has talked about that some. Karen Kingston has talked about that some. There's a cottage industry of folks now who are sucking up to Ron John uh, who want to get on TV in D.C. who uh, um, are, are trying to become um, the COVID uh, vanguard. Um, and even Dr. Malone, I think just said, uh, 
<laughs> that the, the congressional hearings are totally fake. Um, oh, wow. Look, they, 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 this mask is done. The mask is off. And and look, um, this was a bioweapon. You can Karen Kingston has the docs. You can go look at the yeah. docs. Um, it, it, uh, they they are uh, not uh, immune from um, civil and I think criminal prosecution. Okay, I agree. Yeah, and you know maybe Pfizer will strike me dead. There's a Pfizer plant right here that I you know try to put a pox well, on every time I drive by it. Dr. Rashid Batar just uh, was pronounced dead uh, on the 18th. So I guess that's two days ago now, but it was announced uh, late yesterday. Um, I'm seeing people saying that he was poisoned. Uh, you know, it, it, the the one mainstream report that I saw talking about his death uh, just said that he passed away unexpectedly at home with family. But people who knew him, I'm seeing them post that he was uh, it, it poisoned in no uncertain terms. Pfizer is going to begin killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they've already utilities. The, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to start like overtly murdering people to cover up the bio evidence prosecutions. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, the, the, the old going back to the utilities, all the utilities used to um, basically uh, get involved in a bunch of shenanigans like before the Internet in the lead up to the Internet, you know, the 90s and the early aughts. Uh, yep. There were lots of utilities doing kind of shady shenanigans mm-hmm. uh, like that and uh, without getting too specific. But, yes, that's going to that stuff. Uh, I, I saw a report. Um, I was just texting with somebody who's in this field. I, I'm That is not my beat. I'm learning that beat. Um, I was just texting with somebody who uh, used to work at Pfizer. And uh, and I saw a report. Man, this is close to a year ago. But Pfizer has been actively recruiting and hiring Tons of special special forces ops guys, um, like Delta unit guys, uh, Ranger oh. types, and I'm like, and then they're, they're in, into the hundreds, like they're, <laughs> and it's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, it's not a comforting thought. I can only think right. of uh, you know one reason that they would be doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to I'm going to look into that for certain. And then also thank you to Social Observer for signing up as a uh, monthly uh member, a member of the channel over there on uh Locals and Rumble. Really really appreciate it. Um before we go, I uh, need to say thank you to Karen Allen and Empress. I really do appreciate you guys. Uh so no final thoughts. What, what what do you really want the audience to take away from tonight's conversation? Um, we have to move quickly to vacate the chair if we want to fix the Congress. We have a Republican Congress. I, 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 I sadly, I, I don't know that we're guaranteed a Republican Congress after the next election. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see some serious stuff begin to be initiated, uh, it's not going to be the weaponization committee. It's going to have to be basically force that moves Kevin McCarthy to do some things and, uh, which are uncomfortable. And that's the only way stuff's going to happen. Um, uh, watch out for Q. Q is going to come back. Q was a government psyop run out of Fort oh, you think Bragg. So? <laughs> Fort Bragg's right behind me. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Fort Bragg's right here. Uh, yeah, no, I know so. I know, I know that it was. Um, there really? Was well, I would love, man. I wish we had more time. I would like to hear as well, much about that as I could. But um, I'll come back. Well, Ian, I'll come back. 
Okay, because, you know, yep. from my perspective, I think the Q did a lot of good. There are people who co-opted it. You know, they took it and they used it to basically tell people they didn't have to worry about anything. But, you know, I mean, I, I, it's always been my contention that, uh, you know, the only way that we can change the nation is uh, by creating that will within a sufficient number of the American people. We have to wake up. We have to be aware of that criminality and the corruption that's happening behind the scenes. And it has to honestly, Noel, be so bad, bad enough that we're willing to stand up and say, uh, you know, I'm mad as hell. and I'm not going to take it anymore. We got to do something different because, you know, Americans, even though things suck, you know, they mostly are pretty comfortable, you know, I mean, uh, but things are getting more and more uncomfortable every single day. And, you know, you make some excellent points about Kevin McCarthy and, you know, the power of the purse. You know, I was just saying this the other day. If they really had that will to change things in Washington, D.C., right now is the time to do it. You know, I mean, they are perfectly positioned. And Kevin McCarthy, he just he cannot be giving away the farm. I mean, if this continues, then America is not going to be here very soon. We got to lay the wood to these cretins. That's the look. The only thing that moves these guys is pain. I'm here to tell you yeah. like, the only yeah. thing that moves them is pain. OK, so. We need to take an acetylene torch and stick it right up under Kevin McCarthy's gaping two hole and then maybe shut it. Maybe he moves. I don't know. Maybe he likes it, whatever, but probably it hurts. Okay. And I mean that, look, I'm telling you the only way stuff like inertia is the most powerful force in politics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Inertia. It's not money. It's not sex. It's not anything else. It's inertia. And the only way something moves is if, uh, a, a mighty force is applied to it. And so we just got to lay the wood. That's all we can do. And it's got to be laid specifically. So Fox News tells you every day, it's Biden, it's Schiff. And yeah, they're assholes. But we all know they're assholes. Right, uh, right. Like, we, like, that's not news. The guys who are selling you down the river are the Republicans who are in bed with China. I got a bunch of stories I can tell you. I'm going to start coming out with it at National File about Hardcore right wing anti China guys beating the drum on China every morning for four hours a day on the TV. And you know who they are about mm-hmm. how they want to take down the TCP, who do not want to take down the CCP. They just want to oh, wow. be in charge of the next iteration of the CCP. That's the goal. Wow. Cause that, who, who doesn't want to run a, an economy with 1.7 billion people? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Sure, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I can understand the allure, but you know, it's just, it, it's too bad. Well, no, I'll be I'll be looking forward to seeing that when you start putting it out. So definitely we'll stay in touch. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you once once more at National File on Twitter, at National File on Gab. Uh, Facebook hates us, of course. Um, and uh, I'll also put in a, a plug for my guy, Stu Peters. Stu's a great pal. Um, he's doing good work over there. Um, he's, he's the leading bleeding edge. Um, and a lot of folks chase behind him trying to do what he does. And uh, they but sadly, a lot of them are just uh, kind of uh, co-opted and and uh, useful uh, tools for our opponents, uh, shall we say. And so you got to go straight to the source. All right. All right. Well, no, thank you once again for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody out there in the chat. I really appreciate you hanging out with us tomorrow, Sunday. So we got the day off. In that case, I will be back on Monday for another edition of Red Pill News with a very special guest, our mutual friend, Ivan Raiklin. He's going to be stopping in uh, for the first five or 10 minutes. We've got something special we want to talk about. So don't miss that. Until next time, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then.